0: are real geniuses richard jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you he hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field sleep science cancer stem cells ketogenic diets and more here come the geniuses this is the finding genius podcast with richard jacobs
1: hello this is richard jacobs with the finding genius podcast i have two guests today Our uh, first one is john bojanowski He's the CEO of Lantos Technologies. That's L-A-N-T-O-S, Lantos Technologies. Uh, I also have uh, Dr. Brian Figor. He's the chief audiology officer for Lantos. He also is a private practice owner for what's called uh, Tobias and Petit Hearing Wellness. So those are my two guests today, and we're going to talk about uh, hearing-related topics and uh, 3D ear scanning. So guys, thanks for coming. Thank you, Richard.
2: Thanks for having us on.
1: Richard, thank you so much. Appreciate being here. Yeah, tell me about Lantos. What's the premise of the company?
2: Sure. So, Lantos technology is—it um, was actually spun out of, of MIT uh, about ten years ago, and it was built on the premise that there the standard of care for creating custom fit devices for the ear was literally a hundred and thirty year old technology, and some smart people got together and thought we could do this much better, much more efficient. Uh, spun it out. Lo and behold, we didn't know that the ear was as complicated as it was to actually create uh, the digital technology. They had done it in dental applications, uh, much more challenging to do so uh, through the ear uh, for a host of reasons. And the technology was uh, brought to market and commercialized in Q1 of of
1: 2019. um, I've spoken to a lady a couple of years ago that did like 3d printed shoes. And I noticed And she said that, uh, you know, like with feet, they could be up to a half of half a size difference. And I know with earphones, you know, earphones that work for me won't work for my son or for my wife and they fall out of their ears or they jam in their ear. And, you know, so I can tell that, uh, my ears have their own unique shape, you know, the canals of them and everything. And um, exactly. you know, my wife has ear problems and, you know, anyway, I know it's a whole important thing. So tell me about, what what problems are you trying to solve by uh, making custom ear-related devices?
2: Yeah, it's it's a great question. Uh, you know, as far as from a, the, the 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 business problem, which was a an efficient and effective way to be able to create a personalized hearing solution for a person. Uh, the old way of taking ear mold impressions a required uh, process that was inefficient, ineffective, and frankly, uncomfortable for the patient, for the provider themselves, and then ultimately to the manufacturer. So the initial idea was we can simplify this process. So instead of uh, literally squirting goop in the ear and waiting it for Harden and uh, pulling it out, putting it in a box and shipping it off to a manufacturer, we could really simplify that process by doing a 3D scan of the ear and the ear canal uh, the scan itself takes about 60 to 90 seconds to actually scan each ear. Uh, a, a, an STL file is then created and then can be uploaded through the, cal- through the cloud and then immediately shipped uh, or sent uh, via cloud to a manufacturer. And so what it does, Richard, is, is, is it enables uh, a more personalized solution for anything from hearing aids to hearing protection, to professional audio, to consumer audio, sleep assistant devices, uh, recreation and sports safety. So there's really a plethora of devices that can be created uh, from that one scan.
1: So what's, um, what can you generally say about people's ears? Do they, is their left ear and their right ear very different in shape or are people pretty
2: symmetrical? Dr. Flagger, why don't you take that one?
3: (laughs) That is teed right up for me, Richard. Thanks for that. Um, So ears are as unique as fingerprints. Um, In fact, your ear print really could be uh, a really excellent biomarker for uh, identifying you as an individual. Your left ear and right ear are not the same. Um, Last count... I've scanned somewhere over 18,000 ears and I have yet to see two ears that are alike. Uh, You know, we do these scans and we match them up and compare to others and we can see that they're, they truly are like snowflakes. They're just, they are unique because the ear is unique between your left ear, your right ear and uh, no two ears are alike. This means that anything that you might put in your ear is a one size fits none unless it's actually made for you. And then it's one size fits you. That's kind of, that's the premise behind how I approach hearing care for my patients, uh, whether it be for headphones or hearing protection or hearing aids or whatever kind of device you may feel at some point should be put in your ear, uh, whether you want it to measure your blood pressure or, uh, you know, uh, do any kind of other biometric, uh, uh, activity. Um, you know, it's just, if, if it's made for your ear, then it's actually going to fit well. Uh, you're going to accept its use and, uh, the person is going to be more successful using
1: it. Yeah. I've noticed that, um, ear gear can fit too well, where <laughs> it's, it's, um, well, what I mean by that is um, certain headphones, like, it muffles your ear. There's no air gap. There's no, like, the best ones I've found, at least for me personally, um, there's some gap, and I, I still, I don't know. I mean, again, like, air can come by, and the pressure's not altered. If I wear something that alters the pressure in my ear because it fits completely exactly, then it's no good. That's what i mean uh.
3: So, you know, that's a really interesting point between uh, what the engineers of these headphones describe as being a, um, a, a a controlled vent versus an uncontrolled vent. So we very purposely uh, allow for air to pass back and forth in a lot of these devices. Uh, so, for instance, hearing aids, you actually really want to allow just natural ambient sound to pass through into the ear canal, but that's got to be mixed in with the, uh, with the augmented reality of sound coming through the hearing aid itself. So, yeah. And, and that's both for the sake of performance as well as uh, for, you know, just general comfort that said under certain circumstances, you want to have like a completely sealed ear so that you don't have uncontrolled leaks Bypassing that that earpiece, uh, it allows you to not only control what sound comes in or does not come in, um, but it also allows you to acoustically tune the frequency response of that headphone. So when I put a custom sleeve on an AirPod Pro, the response that I get from people is, "Oh wow, you just made them sound better."
1: Mm. Yeah, um, you know, like I've tried those. I think it is the AirPod Pro. I don't like. I mean, just you know, who cares mm-hmm. about our personal preferences, but with those silicone inserts again they make too much of a seal and then it it feels like my ears are stuffed up and it worsens the sound and i feel this pressure and stuff i always thought they should have like little holes in them to allow some air to flow by or maybe the shape should be different but like what have you found is ideal Mm -hmm. and what is overfitting and why So
3: what you describe is what happens when you have pressures that are applied to very specific areas in the ear and then little to no pressure applied in other areas. And so you get this stuffy uh, kind of swollen feeling in your ears. Uh, when When you actually have that pressure that's distributed evenly across all of the ear tissue, then you can either have it in its isolation mode. Where you know you are actually using these things as hearing protection devices, or you can put them in the transparency mode, where you actually have sound, ambient sound coming in through the microphone and then exiting out through the sound ports. Uh, these are these are really cool, interesting uh,
1: applications for a consumer product. Okay, so um, again, when, when have you when you've done these scans, are you what are you scanning? By the way, the, I guess they call what the the, the cartilage part. It sticks out of my head, is that called the pinna or the tinner or something or
3: yeah. Uh John, okay with you if I continue on yeah, on this please, path because it's too. it's I'm like, this oh this is, is, is cool. Yeah. Um uh, so what we're scanning when we're doing the uh the Lantos ear scan is the outer part of the ear that is basically like this this bowl, if you will, that's kind of positioned sideways on on the side of the head. So the Outer part of the ear that includes uh, this upper concave region and the lower concave region, something referred to as the concha. Okay, then it's down through the opening of the ear canal called the aperture of the ear canal, down through the cartilaginous portion of that outer of that ear canal, which it's soft tissue that's highly compliant, down a good 15 millimeters. Past that aperture, now you're getting inside the person's skull. This is the bony region of the ear canal, and this is really thin skin, not very compliant, but this is where the magic happens, that you can get just perfectly controlled delivery of sound once you've captured area there. Well, our scan, we go another 10 millimeters down into that, so you're easily within four millimeters of the person's eardrum. You've captured the entire outer ear.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering how far you guys go in. So, what um, what applications are, are useful going that far in? Like, you know, um, if someone needs tubes in their ears, can you tell? Or if someone t- gets a lot of ear infections, you know, the morphology of their 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 ear can you know can you see that far down where it's useful to them or Mm-hmm. What applications be
3: useful? So, for that purpose, uh, that the way you describe that, it sounds more like a diagnostic otoscopy, which is something that ear, nose, and throat physician, or a primary care doc, or an audiologist may take a look in, and you know, to assess the health of the ear. Uh, the device could have the capacity for that if we were to apply for for that particular indication, um, but that's actually not its indication in terms of visual inspection for the sake of diagnosing disease. Something as simple as a, a you know, handheld otoscope lets you see those kinds of things. What we're able to capture in this point is, you can make a device that just barely goes inside the ear canal, but you know the direction that the ear canal goes, so that it say you're trying to deliver some sound down the ear canal, and you want to make it, uh, you know, a, a good, clean, precise delivery of sound. You want to know the direction that the ear canal goes if an ear canal takes a sharp turn to the right, and some do, if you don't angle the sound output toward the eardrum, and instead you angle it toward the, the ear canal wall, you actually lose a lot of high pitch sound and the headphone sounds muffled. So that's one reason why you would want to go really deep down the canal so you really know the direction things go. Conversely, if you're looking to fit say a musician's earplug. So an earplug that you might use so that you can go and enjoy a concert back in the days when we actually had live music and could be, you know, in live concert venues, you want to go and be there and experience it. You don't want to stick earplugs in your ears. That makes it sound as though you're outside in the parking lot. Well, with these kinds of earplugs that are in fact acoustically tuned, to just bring down the overall sound levels from low pitch to high pitch in order for it to, to really meet that performance objective, you have to have the ear plug, the sleeve itself that's custom made for the ear to extend down into that bony region of the canal so that you, you don't have low pitches leaking and flanking around the side, causing the thing to sound muddy. That's what we're trying to avoid.
1: I bet that um, you could preferentially separate the sounds and place them at different parts of the canal. And maybe that would change the way people hear, you know, high pitch ones you put here and then a millimeter ahead, you place low pitch sounds or things like that.
3: (laughs) Richard, now you sound a little bit like uh, the engineers for the in-ear monitor companies (laughs) where you're lining up the different drivers that are tuned to different frequencies. Yeah. You actually could use the data, this physical three-dimensional image that's a point cloud of the ear, you could use those data to make an earphone that is specifically tuned to Richard's ear canal, as opposed to John's ear canal, as opposed to Brian's ear canal.
1: Huh. Well, what would that do for you if you did separate physically where the sounds are directed you know, into the canal? Like, what, what would that do for the person?
3: Uh, so, for instance, here's a good example, gaming. Uh, you know, there's, there's this whole idea of being able to, uh, provide a very, a, a really compelling sound stage that you're actually inside the game. You would be able to do that if we had, uh, essentially replicated your own personal head related transfer function using the geometry of your ear, we could actually make sound that was delivered to your left ear and your right ear sound as though it was coming outside of your head and that it was in fact surrounding you
1: okay and i guess in some circumstances if i work in um, i remember i worked at intel and motorola and in the fab guys that worked there for 20 30 years they said they lost part of their hearing because it was this eternal background fan noise or air noise and they said that i guess it caused them to certain part of their hearing range to fatigue so they lost it So I guess in different industries, if someone has ambient noise that would be damaging or dampening, maybe you could filter that out with the right earplugs.
3: That is correct. And there's a whole really rich literature behind occupational noise-induced hearing loss and why people don't use hearing protection. In large part, it's because if you provide an earplug that overprotects you, blocks out too much sound, it's actually a safety risk. So to some extent, the best earplug would be one that, you know, for instance, you know, we we had something that was tuned specifically to what you're trying to do. You know, trying to block out a little bit of that fan noise specifically but still allow you to hear your
1: coworker say, "Hey, can you get 3 of this widget?" I'm sure you guys hear the joke, like you know, people want to tune out their their spouse. Can you make something that does that? But you know,
2: <laughs> I think we'll let that one go, Richard. You can handle that one. No, no, no. Um, so, what applications
1: are you finding the most interest in and the most need? Yeah. So, so
2: Dr. Flagger, I'll, I'll I'll step on that Please. one, and then you can jump in as well. Um, so, you know, I- initially, the most obvious place is is in the hearing health arena. With the with the hearing aid community, you know there's some interesting scenarios that have taken place there, where the, you know, approximately 80 percent of patients want some type of custom or personalized fit, uh, but only about 20 percent of them actually are getting it. And so what we've done is is helping to create a more simplified way to make that happen. And as part of that process, it's really opened the doors to other areas that you know that, that Dr. Flagger was talking about in terms of the the longer sort of hearing health episode. And what we're finding is 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 moving into instead of waiting till somebody has well down the path of hearing loss and trying to best uh, get them back to where they were originally is is trying to address hearing loss up front, and you talked about it earlier with the hearing protection piece of it. Uh, you know, we work with the military we have a number of of applications with the military and with defense contractors uh, They have employees and and staff that are are working in in high high noise environments. Um, I think I read recently that's the the second most common uh form of disablement uh from military personnel. Uh, so that's a big area. Uh, uh-huh. doc, Dr. Flager talked about in the gaming industry. Uh, we work with uh, professional audio companies to help enable, uh, you know, the in-ear uh, musician monitors that you see. Uh, so there's a whole plethora of things that we're that we're doing and working with. And of course, the emerging area is this whole area of hearables. Uh, again, Dr. Flager mentioned it earlier in terms of companies that are working with AI embedded in the ear with headphones that are now becoming wearable, translators, uh, biometrics data, capturing of pulse oximetry, HR, EEG. I come back from a, my, my long background was in remote patient monitoring of, of people with chronic diseases, and people went, you know, sort of got went to the wrist to find that as a spot for biometrics data, and lo and behold, they're finding an ear is a really good spot for it. So what we've uncovered is from a, comfort standpoint for extended wear for improved stability in the ear for enhanced audio quality and for greater feedback reduction and noise cancellation you know a custom fit or personalized device uh improves performance and really takes a good product and makes it a great product
1: yeah i guess you could look at it as like there's different real estate of the ear and the head so like the outer part of my ear you know for over the ear headphones i guess you know my wife says i'm fussy so I hate <laughs> oh, I hate over the ear headphones because they push on certain parts of my ear, you know these stupid masks that they yeah. give me a cauliflower ear you know yeah. those those over the ear bluetooth things never seem to fit in my ear, so like there's that real estate out there, then there's the real estate of the entrance and the the canal, yeah. and then there's the head itself and on and on and on and, you know so I guess there's tons of applications that this could be useful. Richard you, things- yeah. Go ahead, John, please
3: go ahead. Let me just that
2: quickly and then you can take Mm -hmm. it. But one of the things that we did in developing the technology, the the engineers understood that very quickly um, in terms of really how to make this most effective. And we developed a a membrane uh, that actually goes on the tip of the scanner. And what that membrane does is it's inflated as it goes down the canal and it essentially acts as a a proxy for whatever device that is going to go into that ear. And so as Brian talked about the specific fit in the, in the areas, the bony regions versus the softer regions, it really fits perfectly into that real estate. Uh, and then additionally, and it wasn't really designed specifically for this, but of course in today's COVID world, we have two additional benefits to it. Is One is it's a, a per patient or per individual uh, consumable. So after both ears are scanned, that's thrown out and a new one is put on for the next individual. Uh, and then two is it's, it's enabling our hearing aid providers, the uh, the audiologists, to actually be able to do really one on-site appointment with a, a patient, scan their ears, and then to, to do it through telehealth or through a e-commerce experience, an opportunity for them to be able to re-engage with that individual, and that individual can order multitudes of devices uh, from that one particular scan.
1: Yeah, it, is it at the point where, you know, if I want to get new earbuds I can pay a bit extra and order, let's say, the the silicon attachment that will match to their base. So I can have something custom, or is it not that pervasive yet? And it's only for specialized applications.
2: Yeah, it's uh, actually an interesting question, and and the answer is is we're working in that specific area. By the time this goes out, there we are we are launching a storefront uh, powered by Lantos, and essentially we're working with right now the hearing providers and their patients in order to be able to create what we refer to as one scan endless options to make it easy for a customer to place an order and utilize that scan database for active and passive uh, opportunities for them, the individual practitioner to, to drive their revenue stream and for individuals to have access to uh, additional devices from that one scan. So really that's a, a big part of what we're doing. Um, the audiologists are, are interested in, and helping to grow their practices, bringing younger patients into their practices. So it's it's a really great opportunity that wins for for all involved.
1: So what's what's the most amazing application that uh, that you guys have worked on or or think may work? I mean, you know, someone that's let's say supposedly they're deaf. Are they really deaf? You know, can you restore part of their hearing? Or are there other applications that just like are mind blowing at what you're able to do because of this? So, John, do you mind if I
3: jump that's in, in on that one?
0: Yeah,
1: Fantastic. Well, so
3: Richard, the I, I've got a pretty good uh, patient base here in the Boston area of professional musicians, and this is from the the uh, you know rock musicians through to the the classical. Symphony musicians and you know hearing loss is exceedingly pervasive and it's also it's you know it's one of these things where people are a little bit scared to let their bosses or their colleagues know that hey you know my hearing is not absolutely pristine. Well, a lot of us our hearing is not pristine. Um, you know, we've had the opportunity in my practice to fit people with invisible hearing aids, principally because we are using this fully enclosed encased membrane type of system to capture the real estate from really far down the ear canal to all the way outside of the ear canal uh, so that we can specifically position a tiny hidden little hearing aid in this professional musician's ear. It can be so deep that you can then put hearing protection on top of that. That's one of the neatest, coolest opportunities is uh, I, I literally fit five different custom ear devices to a professional musician between his sleep plugs, you know, because his wife snores, hearing aids to help him hear his wife so his wife isn't yelling at him all the time uh, when they're both awake and she's not frustrated, uh, but also um, monitoring ear monitoring devices that couple over, over top of his hearing aids um, so that he's able to really hear himself and hear uh, the other musicians that are around him. Um, the fun piece about this is that this gentleman has a surgically altered shape to one ear uh, such that it would be terrifying to stick the two-part silicone goop that that's an impression of the ear, to stick that, that, that down the canal, in, uh, inject it, wait for it to cure, and then try to remove it uh, comfortably. Uh, being able to scan it, and then now he can go back and he can, as soon as I have my storefront powered by Lantos available to my uh, to my patient uh, caseload, which is coming next month, they're going to be able to go on and they're going to be able to mix and match what do I want for my listening needs, my listening pleasure, my listening uh, protection, my listening enhancement. So Richard, we just need to scan your ears and then you can... (laughs) Go online into my storefront with your ear scan code, and you could choose your sleep plugs so that you're, you are able to get a good night's sleep, plus those custom tips that, yeah, depending on which headphone you've got, very likely the ear mold Labs that we
1: partner with can make a custom tip for that. Okay. Yeah, that's excellent. So um, you're saying in about a month that will be available?
2: Yes. Uh, we are, are finalizing it. The plan is to, to launch in early June.
1: Okay. Um,
2: when you've been able to improve people's
1: hearing, I mean, you know, I don't know, percentage probably doesn't mean anything, but, you know, how much have people's hearing been improved in, in whatever context you want to talk about? Is it a little? Is it tremendous? You know, what's some of the commentary you've gotten? So as
3: John described, that um, when you talk with people who have hearing loss, 80% of them want some kind of customized or or personalized hearing care, but only about 20% of them actually get that. And that's principally because I I have to take the blame and and cast aspersions on my colleagues, uh, other audiologists who are a little bit less excited about taking that two-part silicone, squirting it in the ear canal and hoping that they do a good job. Um, You know, One size fits none is not the best way to provide hearing care the yeah. difference between taking an off the shelf sort of kind of fits you little dome that you put in the ear and how that sounds in its performance is better than not using anything but there's a pretty significant gap between the one size fits none and then personalized hearing care it's not that it's any louder and it's not that it's any uh, you know I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe it as being anything that is uh, cost prohibitive or or a challenge in any way. Now that we can scan ears, but it is that last mile between not bad to oh wow, that sounds really
1: good. Mm. Okay. Well, very good. So, what's the best way for people to uh, you know when the store is open? Where do they go? Will there be a URL, or you know, how are you guys going to announce it, and how do people find the, you know, get their ears scanned?
2: Yeah, so we will be updating our website. We are certainly looking to grow our provider network. So our goal is to is to create an opportunity where sometime somewhere in your neighborhood there will be someone that can scan your ears. So we're growing that right now. But Lantos Technologies, our website would be the best place to go, and we'll have that updated with where you can go to uh, to get a scan done.
1: Okay, well, very good. Um, anything else you guys wanted me to ask you that I missed? I mean, there's you know there's a lot we could talk about, but it's uh, very cool that you're doing this. And, and I've had a lot of frustrations with <laughs> listening devices over the years, so I'd be happy when this gets going. Oh,
3: yeah. You know, Richard, I know, I know John probably has a couple of points, and I don't want to steal any thunder there. That's for sure. Um, the guy's just, I, I am so happy that John's at the head of this company doing this and driving it, because he comes from this background of commercializing these, these insanely technical products. I'm really focused on the ear and can only give you this perspective that hearing aids and hearing wellness is not just for grandma and grandpa. Uh, This is about hearing wellness throughout your lifetime. My patient caseload starts at about two months old right now. My youngest patient is two months old. My oldest patient, I do have a 100 year old coming in next week to see me hearing is this unbelievably precious gift that can be taken away from us, either from viruses, not the coronavirus, thankfully, that doesn't seem to be part of the symptoms, but uh, there are certain viruses that rob us of our hearing. Certain medications do high sound exposure, such as on the job or using your headphones or going out to concerts and whatnot. So we use our ears for both connection, uh, but also, you know, not just, verbal and intellectual connection, but also for emotional connection. And if we don't respect our ears and do things to preserve, protect, and enhance them, um, then we're we're giving up on one of our most vital human resources. Um, I think that that's part of the underlying reason for Lantos to be doing what it's doing is that this group of people, it, they're really looking to enhance the lives of individuals, tapping into an area that's previously really not been explored and not and, and underappreciated. And so if there's anything that comes out of this interview, such as, you, you know, respect your ears, love your ears, have a reason to uh, engage with your hearing health, starting from very young through very old. Um, it's not just
1: about hearing aids. This is about hearing wellness. Okay, very good. Well, guys, thanks for coming. And again, it's uh, LantosTechnologies.com. Thanks, John. Perfect. Thanks, Brian.
2: Thank you, Richard. Appreciate
0: it.